Oh, well, you've made it. You're finally here. Welcome to Half Cocktails, a place where we have a great time celebrating science, the social contract, and just plain old congeniality. Dare I say a place where we seek a path to peace, prosperity, and exploration amongst the stars. What I'm talking about is an all-inclusive society, meaning if you're not on board with the understanding that we all agree to shared rules, norms, and respect, we're not obligated to even consider your opinion because the social contract is that important to a civil society. I'm your friend and host, Dan, the worshipping Dionysus man, sipping on some science today with a hawkish and haunting drink. Welcoming any new listeners joining us today. We hope you're doing well and having a good time. Uh, we hope you have a good time here. And with me today is Ron and the professor. How are you gentlemen doing today? Ah, oh, doing great. Quite well. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, uh, these guys have one easy trick that leaves casinos mad as hell. But we'll get to that at the end of the show. Uh, I got a really fun, <laughs> informative show for you today. Brought to you by Monsters, Inc. A monster under every bed, darkness in every closet. Uh, we're going to have a, a look back at the firing squad execution of Eddie Slavic which happened on January 31st, 1945. We'll have some fact-checking, some news, some feel-goods. Of course, we encourage you to reach out to us at uh, halfcocktails at gmail.com, or maybe you want to send us a text or voice message. That number is 443-499-8253. We're careful. Uh, We we will use any of those interactions here. you can you can hit us up on the Discord. Uh, you can you can find us on Facebook and TikTok, even YouTube. Uh, leave a comment, uh, leave some feedback, share whatever you'd like to share. We'll 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 talk about it here. Uh, but for now, let's uh, let's hop into that time machine. Nothing would be better than a look at days of yester in our time machine. Okay, so Edward Donald Slavic was the last man to be executed for desertion by the military since the American Civil War. I should say by the American military. Although 21,000 different soldiers were given varying sentences for desertion during World War II, uh, including 49 of them were given the death sentence, only Eddie Slavic was actually killed. Everybody else <laughs> had their sentences commuted. So you'd think this guy is pretty heinous, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, wait, no. I don't. <laughs> Sounds like. <laughs> Sorry, I just agreed blindly. But no, actually, I don't think that. You, you, you would assume that based on those facts. But based on the fact that I'm the one telling you, uh, it might <laughs> change your interpretation. You mislead. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Slytherin. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this guy, this uh, reading his story, this this hit close to home for me. Uh, thank you to any veterans out there. I am am a coward. I don't want to go to war. I don't I don't want to kill people. I don't want people to try and kill me. Okay, so so this yeah. this this man's story definitely. I, I could feel myself inside of him a little bit. That doesn't sound good, man. It does not. Uh, he's born in 1920, not a super wealthy family. And as a kid, he's a troublemaker, constant, constant contact with the police. He got arrested at 12 years old for uh, breaking into a factory to steal some brass. Uh, he got arrested in his teens several times for petty theft, breaking and enter- entering, disturbing the peace. 
nothing, nothing really serious. But in October 37, they did send him to prison. Uh, he got paroled. He stole a car, crashed it with a couple friends while drunk, got sent back to prison. So he's out in 1942. The war is going strong. And he doesn't qualify for the draft because of his criminal history, right? So he's he gets a job uh, with a plumbing and heating company in Michigan, starts dating the bookkeeper at the company. They get married. And then all of a sudden, in 1944, they go, hey, you know what? You are draftable, Eddie Slavic. Come on down. <laughs> Uh oh. We actually do think you could, you could do this job. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we do need cannon fodder. <laughs> we do need men to get killed on the front lines against Germany. <laughs> so they, that, yeah, they sent him to, to join the fighting in German occupied France. And right away, they come in, a, come in a, some heavy artillery fire and uh, in the middle of the night. And he and another guy get left behind from their company. So they kind of wander around and they find a nearby occupied town full of Canadian military police. They hang out with them while while waiting for the arrangements to get taken back their company, which which uh, they do the next day. That's when Slavic went to his commander and was like, hey, I'm too scared to be a frontline rifle guy. I, I Can you reassign me to the rear unit? <laughs> and the captain was like, what? Why? And he's like, look, I'm going to run away. If you put me to that in that rifle unit, and you put me up up front. I'm just going to run. I don't want to die. Like I really don't want to die. I'm no good to you here. <laughs> and and his captain's like that would be deserting. That would be a court martial. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, that's right. I'll still run. <laughs> and and the captain just denies it. He's like, nope, you're going. So the very next day, he uh, he he doesn't show up for duty. The the guy that hid with him in the night. Uh, when they were shelling, caught up with him as he was like walking away and was like, hey, hey, like, stay, don't desert. And he's like, no, I made up my mind, walked several miles to the rear and approached, he approached an enlisted cook and gave him a note which stated, I, Private Eddie D. Slovic, confessed to the desertion of the United States Army. At the time of my desertion, we were in Alba, France, and I came there as a replacement. They were shelling the town and we were told to dig in for the night. The following morning, they shelled us again. I was so scared. I was trembling at the time. The other replacements moved. I couldn't move. I stayed there in my foxhole till it was quiet, and I was able to move. I walked to town, not seeing our troops, stayed overnight in the French-Canadian hospital. Then next morning, I turned myself over to the, the, the Canadians. I, he was there. I was with him six weeks, and now uh, I told my commanding officer my story. I said if I had to go out again, I'd run away. He said there was nothing they could do for me. So I ran away and I'll run away again if I have to. So that's a pretty long note. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. serious. And, and the, that, can you imagine being like some guy that's just like cooking potatoes and some like soldier just walks in <laughs> and hands you a note? I'm a coward. I ran away. Like, damn. Oh, fuck. What, what, what do I do with this? Uh, well, he took him to the military police uh, who took them to the company commander and read the note. That guy read, reads the note, hands it right back to Slavic. And's like, destroy that before <laughs> before we have to arrest you. And Slavic's like, no, no. So the commander's like, shit, okay, fuck. Uh, brought him to the lieutenant colonel, uh, who again was like, hey, uh, you want to tear this note up? And he's like, uh, no, no, <laughs> I don't. Two. I don't. And then, so then the lieutenant, lieutenant colonel's like, okay, but on the back of this, write down that you understand the consequences of deliberately incriminating yourself 
and it's going to be used against you in a court martial. So Slavik's like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I made up my mind. Uh, I'll take my court martial. It's not fine, is it? It's not fine. They even <laughs> offered to like, like, look, we'll uh, we'll pretend this didn't happen. We'll just we'll just drop you in another unit with a clean slate. And he's like, no, 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 give me a court martial. <laughs> now it it uh, it seems that uh, Eddie did not quite understand the consequences of a court martial. Doesn't sound like. He thought it would give him a dishonorable discharge, send him home, and he's like, I'm, a, I'm an ex-con. I already can't get mo- a lot of jobs. Mm. So any job that would see a dishonorable discharge and disqualify you would do the same thing just seeing he's an ex-con. So that's, that's where, that's where he, his mind is at. Like, I can see his logic from his point of view. Right? He thinks he's going to do some time and go home. Well, this is happening right as... Uh, you know, the, the Americans were retaking France. His his infantry division was scheduled to be part of the attack in the Hurtgen Forest. And uh, that that attack was common knowledge in the unit. Everybody knew casualty rates were going to be high. And it was going to be prolonged combat, probably unusually grueling. The Germans were just fucking determined to hold that area, obviously. It was to keep the tide from turning in the war. It had bad weather. So the American advantages in armor and air support weren't so useful. And about a half of a percent of soldiers were indicating they per- preferred to be in prison rather than remain in combat. Uh, the rate of desertion Damn. was on the rise. Ouch. So they needed to make an example out of Eddie Slavic, And he was charged with desertion. To avoid hazardous duty and tried by court-martial November 11th, he had to be tried by a court-martial composed of staff officers from other U.S. Army divisions because all combat officers from his division were fighting on the front lines. Oh, they were occupied. Yes. Uh, occupied doing what he refused to do. At the court-martial, he didn't even, he, he elected not to testify. He didn't even talk in his own defense. Huh. At the end of the day, the nine officers of the court all found him guilty and sentenced him to death. From their point of view, they probably had no choice, unfortunately. Yes, yes. It's so such a hard thing to do, right? Like, like you, you're in charge of running this army, and it's middle of warfare. And warfare, and the, it's the thick of it. Like, the fighting was some of the worst uh, against the, the Allies and Germany there in, in France at that time. And how, how many levels did they give him an out? Yeah. Every, every step of the way. Every step of the way. Like, hey, you don't want to do this. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Oh, poor Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, he wasn't the, the brightest bulb, right? So the major general that approved the death sentence, the division commander, Major, major General Norman Coda, uh, stated, attitude was, given the situation as I knew it in November 1944, I thought it was my duty to this country to approve that sentence. If I hadn't approved it, if I had let Slavic accomplish his purpose, I don't know how I could have gone up to the line and looked a good soldier in the face. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Slavic actually wrote to Eisenhower, pleading for clemency. Um, however, at the time, diver- desertion started to become kind of a systemic problem in France. Uh, the, with the Battle of the Bulge, the surprise German offensive through the Ardennes, uh, started December 16th, like a week after Slavic wrote this letter. Uh, and then we, we know that had really bad U.S. casualties. Yeah, brutal. Uh, and and was a big big threat to that advance. So Eisenhower ended up 
a week after Battle of the Bulge confirmed the execution order and said it was necessary to discourage further desertions, uh, which was a shock to Slovic. <laughs> Did not expect this to happen. I, I, I expect. Yeah. Yeah. There, there were a lot of ways to live in this story. Y- yes. <laughs> and no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Yeah, so executed by firing squad on January 31st, 1945, near the French village of Saint-Marie-aux-Mines, Mines, I don't know, I don't speak French. Uh, Slavic said to his, the soldiers that were prepping him for the firing squad, uh, he claimed that they were, they were doing it because he stole shit when he was 12. So little petulant, still didn't really understand that this was all of his own yeah. making. Poor Eddie. Uh, well, I guess I guess you could say they did draft him. They did force him over there, but uh, he definitely definitely could have played his hand different. Twelve twelve soldiers tied him to a six by six post, and uh, they had eleven real bullets, one blank. So I, I guess somebody, so everybody can be like, well, maybe mine was the blank. Maybe, yeah, maybe I didn't do it. Oh, that's right. interesting. Yeah, uh, it, especially because they even they even they, he was hit by eleven bullets. But uh, four of them fatal. But they went from like his left shoulder, his neck, his left upper arm. And I can't imagine being on the firing squad and hit, hitting the left upper arm and being like, oh, maybe I had the blank. Like, you know, clearly you botched your shot. <laughs> right. And that's why so many had to have live rounds. They were such terrible shots. Obviously. That's why it was 11 and not, yeah, not six and six, right? <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> His wife was not able to get the pension for her husband's service because he died from desertion. Oh, Oh, double ouch. And yeah, double ouch, right? She actually spent the rest of her life petitioning presidents to pardon him and none of them ever would. Uh, In fact, yeah, it happened until her death in 1979. In fact, it wasn't until 1987 that they even returned his remains to the United States his his grave was in France, uh, behind some some hedgerows, and they were just they weren't even names. It was just numbers. So if you didn't have like the key to their code, you wouldn't even know who was buried where because he got buried with a bunch of rapists and murderers. <laughs> Crazy shit. Crazy shit. Uh, not yeah. not only do I not want to fight. <laughs> um, my grandfather was convicted of going AWOL, is the way it was described to me. But when I oh, read this, wow. it sounded an awful lot like desertion. And uh, the family story goes that he and his brother were rounded up with all the other guys in the South Pacific that had gone AWOL. And uh, they were all gathered up and put together and told, like, the penalty for desertion is death. So you guys hang out here while while we uh, figure out how to carry that out. And they had, yeah, they had to stand there in, in like, a prison yard for, like, an hour before they came back and went, all right, because we won the war... The, they decided not to kill all of you. Today you get very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? And I was like, I, I always took it as like, oh, haha, they were just fucking with him. But reading this today, I was like, holy shit. No, they yeah. actually were debating. Do we kill these hundreds of men or do we send them home? What do we do? It costs us more to kill them probably than to just send them home. Let them be someone else's problem. That's so true. Oh, God. <laughs> there is a price tag on a human life. That, 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 that's Simpsons. Man, Mr. Simpson, you can't put a price <laughs> on your wife and kids' safety. I didn't think so, but here we are. Yes. 
slams the door. <laughs> so Eddie Slavic, there has not been another military uh, desertion, death sentence, execution uh, since. Thankfully, I mean, I don't, I don't know how the military works with that stuff now. Sounds like today, uh, poor Eddie maybe may have been declared uh, uh, mentally incompetent during his uh, his case there. Yep. Yep. Uh, did did either am I am I the only one who had a grandfather go AWOL or desert? <laughs> Is that just me? <laughs> I mean, I don't know of him deserting. He was in served on the USS South Dakota in World War Two. Yep. My grandfather was on the USS Helena in the South Pacific after getting blown up at Pearl Harbor, but back on the water ten days later. <sighs> Yeah, but how the hell are you going to desert when you're in the Navy? Swim really hard. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm making a swim for it. Fuck this. <laughs> 85 miles right. that way. Go. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Let's move on. Let's uh, let's talk about some news. It's time for some news from our point of view. We'd even be glad if we could have a lap or two. All right. All right. Hey, uh, did you guys hear about cyborgs? You heard about these fucking cyborgs? A little bit. Tell me more. No, I didn't hear about the cyborgs. Well, my baby, tell me more. And, uh, and I'll... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, out of the University of Tokyo, the, the, there's a research group led by, uh, let me see if I can get the name right, Shoji. Takuchi. He uh, started in 2021, got to, was, was getting some scientific notoriety for growing lab-based meat to eat, uh, you know, the, the, the lab steaks. And uh, apparently yeah, at some yeah. point he was like, wait, why not biohybrid robots? I'm already growing muscle in the lab. So they grew some skeletal muscle and attached it to silicon legs. Excellent. So is his is his new company Cyberdyne? <laughs> <laughs> right? Living tissue over metal endoskeleton? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, they don't know they're bots. <laughs> They'll all be fine. <laughs> it's it's super early stages, so it the 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 legs don't even stand on their own. It, they've got them floating in water. <laughs> they don't even stand on their own. I know, right? Weak. Weak ass. Yeah, and it is really uh, weak, simple skeletal muscle. But there's just, they, they, they're they using the shit to zap it, and it contracts. And so they can, and, and I'll have a link to the video of it in the episode description. Nice. It can walk, it can stop, it can fully turn uh, everything, you know, you want in your kill bot cyborg can it line dance that's what i want to know i definitely want to see a bunch of robots line dancing yeah yeah it 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 absolutely could they need to figure out how to of course get them thicker and stronger these skeletal muscles you know scaling up to if they're gonna have it be any any use beyond like a a thing in a tank to show your friends like there's my (laughs) cyborg in there Look, he bleeds. He bleeds. <laughs> you cut him. Uh, uh, that well, that's that's definitely one of the things. Is he's like, since we're using living tissue, he has to figure out how to get nutrients to the tissue to to fuel mm-hmm. it. 
And how do you treat its damage? You have you put a band-aid on it or do you take it to a mechanic? Good question. <laughs> Um, he did, they did not address that. They did not address that, but he did say he's got to give it, uh, joints. Um, he's got to, you know, make the muscles bigger. Uh, he's got a nutrient supply system. And then he's also got to change the device structure. So it doesn't require water to walk. Just don't give it an opposable thumb. That's how it all ends. But you know what? (laughs) If it doesn't need an opposable thumb, if it's got a USB drive, it's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> walk around, and it's, it's like, oh yeah, you use your thumbs for what? A keyboard and a mouse? Psh, I just plug in. Damn it. <laughs> that bastard. Warden. Uh, uh, I thought that was really, really fun and interesting, and I really, I mean, I don't, I don't know why I didn't think of it, but I never made the jump of, wow, they're growing steak in a lab, to, wow, they're growing muscles that work in a lab. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be curious down the line what the, the practical applications are. All I could think was, like, if you have part of your a limb, like, gone, blown uh, off, right. whatever. Like, oh, well, let, let's grow you some replacement muscle. Yeah. Uh, and graft that onto, uh, you know, uh, uh, a prosthesis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. could see that being, being really That's useful. cool. I like that one. Also, you know, yeah. coming soon, uh, ribeye steak <laughs> flavor. Your 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 ribeye steak. I'm so excited for that. Oh, human human meat, lab grown human meat. Yeah, lab grown human meat. What do I taste like? Hmm, little fatty, little fatty. Sorry, not for human meat, but for a lab grown ribeye uh, <laughs> from like a cow. Oh, I see. Okay, and it's going to be superior to, to any live, any uh, organically grown cow because if it's grown in a lab, you can get the marbling perfect every time. You get that nice Kobe beef with you know half the price, order the price, perfect mm-hmm. marbling. Uh, uh, you don't need you know ethically sourced. You don't you don't need to feel bad about eating lab grown veal, right? Right. They don't have to fucking torture a cow to get veal. They can just tweak. What they're doing in the lab, I love that. That's, that's if lab-grown meat tastes as good as the real thing, I am fully on board. Oh, it's going to yeah. be the real thing. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. I, I'm there. Bring it right, and, and, and it's it's wild. It's the same science of like, wow, okay, this guy needs a heart transplant. Can we regrow? Can we grow him a heart? Like, well, yeah, let's grow him a heart based on his his genetics. Let's yeah, let's do that. Can we grow it four times larger, five times larger? Calm down, Sea Biscuit. <laughs> uh, well, I had that shockingly wrong uh, with my <laughs> with my human meat. Um, I did not know. No, that that was Ron's joke. That that was Ron's joke for sure. Oh, okay. Um, I I was the one that got that wrong. Like, oh yeah, I can't wait to eat that. Oh shit. Um, no, I do not want to eat human steak. I had no interest. Uh, you know, I had the opportunity in that mountain pass all those years ago, and I said no then. No, and thus the prophecy was fulfilled. <laughs> uh, on uh, brighter news, they've identified a new species of dinosaurs. They're calling Pharaoh's hell, uh, chicken from hell. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the uh uh the Ioniofron infernalis, the uh uh research team out of Oklahoma University. We're checking through fossils and analyzing the fossils under the microscopes 
the ones that they've been getting out of the South Dakota Hell Creek Formation. And uh, they were looking at that Anzu dinosaur that was discovered in 2014. Mm-hmm. And they're going through and they're like, oh, check out this juvenile Anzu. And then they, they start analyzing the bone structure and they're like, wait, this is an adult. Hold on, let's look closer. Uh, they, they found the, that it had ridges on, on the foot and a fused ankle and tibia. And they're like, this is not something uh, the, the dinosaur would have outgrown. And they realized that it was a completely new species, uh, just closely related. So while the Ansu is about the weight of a grizzly bear, this uh, uh, hell chicken is about the weight of a human. Uh, so, I mean, it would definitely fuck you up. Dinos- the dinosaur-bear connection is, is pretty crystal clear. Yes. Yes, these these yeah. and to be yeah, we are talking about feathered dinosaurs. These these dinosaurs have been shown to have, to have be feathered. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, the, these these are raptors that will kill you. They're, they didn't have teeth; they had a, a a beak, you know, just like chickens today. And this discovery led them to look at other uh, bones that they thought were juvenile Ansu, and they found one that they haven't even named yet. Uh, that was about an adult was be about the the weight of a German Shepherd. Whoa. And, and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? Even that sounds terrifying to me. Imagine <laughs> coming soon, a purse dinosaur. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my, this is my my teacup raptor, my teacup velociraptor. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Cute. Okay. so cute. Yeah, no, I, uh, one of these the size of a German Shepherd, w- I would be terrified. Like if that was running at me, screaming like a fucking chicken with mm-hmm. its oh, giant yeah. razor beak. Like, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. Let, let alone the one, the human size. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, it wasn't this particular uh, article that I'm shared, but the, the feathered dinosaurs, another paper addresses how they would be using their feathers to intimidate uh, and, and mm. scare, scare off uh, other predators and other potential. To look larger, I expect. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? That's amazing. I, I didn't know, you know, the evolutionary connection between dinosaurs and birds as a child. Oh, yeah. I don't know how out it was at that point in my education in the in the 90s. But then I did when I saw an ostrich for the first time at Rooster Cockburn's ostrich farm. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, a dinosaur, bro. There's just no question. Yeah, you. I see you. I see you for what you are. And when you <laughs> peck this seed or whatever out of my hands, I feel evolutionary fear. This is <laughs> yes. We're, we're not <laughs> supposed to be here at the same time. <laughs> the little, the little tiny quadruped inside of me is is really telling me to run right now. Coward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I felt the same way when I first came across chickens' feet, and I was looking at their feet. And I'm like, that looks like a dinosaur foot from, from like, you know, uh, the cartoons. <laughs> right. Or in reality, you know, the, the, the fossil mud, you know, footprints and mud fossilized, you know, that looks just like that. It looks like poultry feet. Poultry feet. Uh, I remember Foul. Jurassic Foul. Park being the movie that introduced me to the idea of feathered dinosaurs. Oh. 
main mainstream that yeah yeah i remember watching that movie and they were like they had that line where like where did they all go and sam neill's character is like maybe they flew away they're still here maybe or maybe they're still here and like a block of of birds flies or something all right let's get one more news story in you want to talk about solar energy or uh ai poison ai poison sounds pretty scary ai content everybody loves it Let's introduce this article with a little bit of a discussion because um, this article doesn't deal completely with it, but it definitely deals with this. Uh, AI, these large language models, these these image models, they can't exist without scraping everyone's data. So right. they have to steal our info. That's right. To learn. Yes. It's a growing problem. And. It's it's really interesting to to me to think like wait who actually owns it? It's like this company like ChatGPT, you know they're they're saying oh we own this model. It's like but wait you created that model with things I put on the internet, things you put on the internet, things everybody put on the internet. The real reason Elon Musk bought Twitter, right, to get our data for his AI, for his fucking AI. Oh yeah, well we'll, we'll talk about uh, Musk and Twitter later. I'm sure I have something teed up for that. Okay, so there's a new tool that has been released for for visual artists. It's called Nightshade, um, named after the deadly poison slash makeup of the Renaissance. The uh, uh, the Glaze Project has go ahead. They've released it for free. Anybody can use it. Um, and and the idea is that it will poison artificial intelligence models that seek to train on the artwork you use the tool on. So. The tool essentially uses uh, the open source PyTorch AI to take the image and reach and change the shading. So our eyes don't really see much of a difference, but the AI model that would be trained on it would not be seeing what we would be seeing. Hmm. So it's, it's to trick the AI. Uh, now, if it's just your image alone, it's not going to be a big effect. But what they're hoping is if everybody starts adopting these kinds of tools, then it will literally poison the well. And then AI won't be able to just scrape up these images and, and actually learn anything meaningful with it, it, all this being an attempt to say, hey, AI company, license my work for your model don't steal it. They want to make licensing it cheaper right. than stealing it. And the only way we can really do that is make stealing it more hurtful and expensive by using tools it's like the, this nightshade. The digital license plate uh, reflector cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Or those those shirts that celebrities buy that when uh, when <laughs> you take the picture, it, it like looks all fucking crazy, but you and I can just look at it and it's a shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh... I forgot about those. Those are cool. It's so sci-fi. Yeah, this is this is the AI online version of that, right? Yeah, so, I mean, the the idea of this AI model is going to scrape the entire internet and then for, for art data especially. I don't know why it seems less, I don't know, shocking to me that it would scrape all of the words on the internet. But to <laughs> all the images, like, artists are, what else are they going to do? Like, how else are they going to, if if you have to sell notoriety in order to mm-hmm. be a work-a-day artist, I uh, mean, it's just getting harder and harder to do the thing that is culture, you know? Mm-hmm. Art, 
art is culture. We, we need it uh, to enjoy our lives. And we treat artists like such, like they're useless, but they make what we enjoy. <laughs> well, what if, what if we don't need them? What if computers can make it all? Uh, I mean, maybe, but there's still, it feels like a highly commodifiable industry. Oh, oh absolutely. With a lot of intrinsic motivation to be an artist. Uh, but then society just keeps saying, no, we actually, we're going to want you to be flipping burgers. But not paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, no, never, never paid for it. Yeah. Not, not paid well enough to, to live. I really, really want to be an optimist and be like, wow, all these automation tools, surely this will lead to some sort of universal basic income and we can all just enjoy living and not worry about the grind. But no, it's it seems like, well, no, we're just going to go ahead and edge out half the population. You'll be homeless. <laughs> right. Yeah. The cynic in me says that this AI renaissance was driven by corporations seeing too many people in their eye be able to get rich on their own by creating quality content, things like, you know, podcasts. Or I can limit my labor costs using AI. Uh, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I don't have to pay somebody for this job. We don't want it to be possible for people to just use their own talent, skill, and wherewithal to, to be able to pay their bills. How else are we going to milk people? Yeah, you know, I honestly, I don't think most of, most of the people that make those decisions ever, ever, even for a second consider that. They are just like, how can I lower my cost? Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's it's it. so Bottom simple. Line it. How am I lowering Everything my costs is. and increasing yep. my my income? I'm gonna if I focus on those two things, I'll have a successful business. Uh, it's certainly certainly what it's taught in in you know economics and business classes. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, when I took them anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyways, speaking of, I think maybe maybe we should uh, just edge over and start talking about some snake oil since we're on the topic. We tell me. <laughs> oh, snake oil on sale for me. Nothing but snake oil, and it ain't free. All right. So this made me laugh. It, this was not. Uh, this was not a popular TikTok I did, uh, and, I'm, and I think because people felt like they were duped by the hashtag crypto. A, a Colorado online church pastor, which, which lets me know that I can start the Church of the Old Gods through the internet and through a podcast. We're going to get there. <laughs> I'm in. I will pay a tithe. Tithe me, man. $3 a month, and you could be... No, you, tithing, you can't, you can't require it. Wait, Scientology does, right? I don't know. We'll, we'll get in the details of that later. Uh, <laughs> back to the story. <laughs> this, this, uh, this guy and his wife, they're running this online church in Colorado. Uh, they just got charged by Colorado state authorities for violating their anti-fraud provisions under the Colorado Securities Act. They started selling their own crypto token. Uh-oh. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> through <laughs> their own crypto exchange. No! Red flag, red flag, yeah, red they, alert. <laughs> they created a, something they called the Kingdom Wealth Exchange, 
an online cryptocurrency market and then sold their followers a worthless INDX coin. And he claims God told him to do it. Oh, well, if God told him to do it. That's what I said. I was like, okay, well, get God on the phone. If he verifies it, then uh, no charges. Can we indict God? <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, I didn't think about it that way, Ron. That's even better. Like, whoa, sounds like we need Obviously, to get God told, in here. It's, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I sense co-conspirator at, at best. <laughs> oh, he was, okay, well, it just sounds like this just turned into a Rico case. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm quoting... Uh, this guy, uh, he said, I know this looks bad. I know this looks terrible. I either misheard God about launching the coin or God is still not done with this project. I may have misheard. I have misheard God. What God meant to say. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, he, he says, like, you know, God might not be done. We might need to brace ourselves for a miracle in the financial sector. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could could be happening any day now. A miracle that is somehow a financial windfall for me. Jesus is going to come back and he's going to buy your crypto, bro. <laughs> First thing he's doing. <laughs> Where's the exchange? He he admit in his apology video. He also admitted we sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. We did. We took God at his word. Oh man. God is such a liar. That son of a bitch. We, we got to get him in here. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have he's going to have to testify. He could be compelled to testify. He's implicated in the case. I I hope so. Uh the guy the guy noted that out of the 1.3 million dollars the couple kept for themselves, half a million went to the IRS and he only spent a few hundred thousand on his home remodel, which God told him to do as well. I mean, it's responsible. Sounds great. I, I, I get it. So how much did he get in? How much did he rake in? 1.3 million. Jesus. That's that's approaching Axinar levels of growth right there. Uh, right, Very close. Right? God, it's so sad. Please do not buy a cryptocurrency your pastor is selling. That's not a good look. Also, um, or most of what he's selling. <laughs> please don't buy anything the pastor is selling. <laughs> Also, I cannot see God the the God told me to do it argument working out. It's never worked for anybody before. Yeah. So I can't see it working out for this guy. It only works if you have the town bot. You know, it worked for um, who's the FLDS guy, Warren Jeffs. Like, oh yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Because everybody in the town worked was under him religiously. So yeah, the cops yeah. and the the mayor they're not going to do anything. That's also worked out well for the Labaranites in Chihuahua, Mexico. Again, an offshoot of the, the LDS, the fundamentalists. Ugh. Same thing. And it, yeah, it's pretty gross. Always forget about them. God, they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> while they while the Mormons do breed like cockroaches, we, we do know that people are more people are leaving that church than ever before. So I think it's actually shrinking. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. I hope so. Unlike their bank account. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. You, you guys know what time it is? Oh, my God. What time is it? It's fact checking time. Fact checking time. Ooh. Here we go. What do you know? It's fact checking time. Will you believe or be deceived? It's fact checking time. 
across my heart and hope to die. Stick a needle in my eye. Here's the proof that all the kids call flat check-in time. Okay. All right, you know the rules. I've got a story that really has been fact-checked, and I've got a story that has not been fact-checked, and you got to tell me which one was actually fact-checked. Okay, are you ready, Professor? I, I, it's my turn, so I am ready. Okay, all right. Story number one, Twitter has blocked searches for Taylor Swift. Oh. Yeah, Elon Musk's ex has blocked Searches for Taylor Swift claims on social media uh, were made after a bunch of uh, filthy AI pics were being created uh, and spread uh-huh. on the platform. Or is Texas slang for crazy in Norway? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. So, okay. Um, which one got fact-checked? Uh, I, I, say, I say Taylor. For better or for worse, I would want to fact-check that story. <laughs> and I would take the other one as, as truth without needing to fact-check. Without needing a fact-check? <laughs> I love that reasoning. Uh, sadly, Accurate. sadly, that's, that's not correct. Uh, they did have uh, to fact-check whether Norwegians say Texas is slang to me wild or crazy. And they do. And they do. It is true. <laughs> well, at least that's... Some good news. Nobody fact-checked. Uh, they just accepted that Elon Musk would censor shit. So. Did he? Wait. Yeah, no, they, that really yeah. happened. It's, it just wasn't fact-checked. Uh, and it was okay. because, because people are sharing Taylor Swift nudies they made with AI. <sighs> it's a brave new world. Now that, I mean, like, that right there is, feels bad. Going to get a lot worse. <laughs> what, what even is, why, why, why do we need that why does somebody why is that a product (laughs) i think it's because first of all most of the internet is porn and uh uh, sadly humans can always be boiled down to our base instincts Mm -hmm. in fact earlier when we were talking about making cyborgs uh it didn't occur to me to be having this this discussion that the real future that is they're going to build a robot vagina and if if you manage to get a piece of Taylor Swift's hair, they'll build a matching vagina. Could you imagine that? You could order <laughs> custom order a celebrity's bio hybrid robot vagina or or cock. It's twenty twenty four. Build your own vulva by numbers. By numbers. Okay, if I had a child that was interested in science and they were like thirteen and they could, <laughs> they could build their own sex bot, but they had to learn all of the principles behind it. I don't know if I would stop them. Like, all right, he's fucking learning shit. I'm proud, Barris. Wait, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have a special <laughs> Mike Johnson approved uh, app to <laughs> to see which of you is watching porn and keep each other accountable. What if you both are? I I just assume they 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 use that art that that app to share their porn. Like, hey, Dad, I caught this really fucking hot video. Yeah, check this one. Check out. this out. Hey, you think we can climax together? What's Dad, Dad jerking off to? Oh, that's hot. <laughs> that's God damn it. Okay, <laughs> let's get back to some fact checking here. <laughs> Either story one: uh, male spiders sometimes use random trash to attract mates uh, instead of catching a bug and wrapping it up to see to to prove they're a good provider. Uh, uh, male spiders will 
apparently, according to a uh, post online, uh, take pieces of random trash and wrap them up to, to fool women. Spiders. Subterfuge. Maybe spiders. Or uh, a guy on social media in Atlanta has shared a $30,000 water bill for a plot of land that doesn't have a water line even connected to it. <laughs> um, well, I, yeah, that does suck. I feel like that needs the fact check. So that's my pick is the one that requires in my mind the fact check. Oh, I'm so sorry. All right. I'm going to keep losing, but it's just great content. <laughs> great yeah. content. They had to fact check whether or not male spiders try to get sneaky laid. And they do, of course. <laughs> oh, he catches so many flies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, baby. No, nope, I don't believe it. Because if I if that were true, then I'd get more. Then you'd get more. I'd get more lady spiders. So it must not be true. I need to check this out. It's not my real pheromones, honey. It's just trash. Yeah, I got the trash. I just keep forgetting to wrap it in spider silk. That's my problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy in Atlanta, you, you would you would think it, it would need to get fact checked, but pe- apparently people will absolutely believe the water company will charge you for shit you didn't do. Um, it's it's really egregious. Somebody's probably stealing water. He got he's been charged for a million gallons of water in one month. Uh, sorry, three hundred five thousand gallons in one Ouch. month, which you know hmm. is probably not possible. Uh, I'd have to check the flow rate on that Wait, pipe. Check that check that with my dad because he gets <laughs> he gets eight or nine thousand dollar water bills regularly. Oh God, it's like. The- that's a lot more than just uh, you know leaving the the, the, yeah. the faucet dripping. Yeah, no, I mean he le- he'll go to water his plants and then he'll go to work. Oh, and just leave it on. Damn. Okay, nine thousand. That's just well. This guy, this guy hasn't even built the house, right? It's just a it's just a meter on the end yeah. of a open property, <laughs> and he's appealed it through yeah. the whole water company process and. A couple times they were like, oh, yeah, that's wrong. But it keeps coming back. They're like, nope. Somebody above them will be like, nope, they'll reverse it. Oh, they got that from my dentist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Last one to try and redeem some uh, dignity. Yeah. (laughs) Dignity. Yeah. The thing I don't have. (laughs) Yeah, I was three for three last last time, I believe. Ron, that's right, Ron. Rub it in. Yeah. Well, that's because he knows your tricks. I... Assume I'm always <laughs> assuming you're not being a trickster. That goes against the spirit of the game. It's my naivete. <laughs> yeah. I do actually try to make them even, right? Like in 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 terms of like what do you think would get fact checked? Because you know, not every not every news article that sounds crazy yeah. got a fact check. Anyway, anyway, all right, last one, last one. I'm just notoriously wrong. No, Hit no. me. Okay. Uh, social media <laughs> reports claim a video shared this week was of first responders getting to a freeway on Indiana full of zebras and camels that got out from a truck transporting them to a weekend circus performance. Okay. That's number one. That's number one. Or social media reports are claiming that uh, since 2010, the National Health Service in Britain, social media posts are claiming the waits have gone from an average of two months to get something done to an average of two years. Was that one fact-checked or the Ooh. videos of circus animals running around on the freeway? Okay. Um, so I, I, I think 
it's the NHS one. So my guess is the circus animal. <laughs> well, you're 0 for 3 today. That's the George Costanza method of reasoning. <laughs> you finally got one, but then you reversed yourself because the fact-checked one was was okay. the NHS wait times. Uh, they apparently... So, yeah, the average in 2010 was two months, but the two years is not the average now. Two years is the extreme right now. That's okay. the high end. So they're, they're conflating, too. Well, the, the, that's... The circus animals just did happen. I got, tried. got me again. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, just happened, that's, that's the joy I get in life. As it professor. does. That's the joy I get is, is fooling you. It's just the simple things. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap up with something good. Okay, you know, it just doesn't happen every day, but sometimes you come across a story that just makes you smile. The IRS collected half a billion dollars in back taxes from delinquent millionaires in 2023, sentencing some to prison. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, a... Apparently, the IRS, uh, thanks to, uh, I don't know, not having their funding cut and their staff slashed, they've started really scrutinizing high-income taxpayers, working to reverse uh, the historic low audit rates of the wealthiest individuals that's been going on. The said IRS commissioner, Danny Werfel, referring to previous White House administrations, might remain nameless, but we know who cuts the taxes of the super rich. Um, so to, to quote the com- IRS commissioner, we are adding staff and technology to ensure that the taxpayers with the highest income, including partnerships, large corporations, and millionaires and billionaires, pay what is legally owed under federal law. Uh, they got a Swiss bank to pay back $122 million to the U.S. Treasury. Excellent. Yeah. They, uh, and they did it so admitting they played a role helping U.S. taxpayer clients evade their taxes by opening undeclared accounts to conceal money. The bank held 1,637 accounts with assets of $5.6 billion on behalf of clients who collectively evaded $50 million in taxes. Well done. Woo! It, that's, that's really what it takes, right? Cooperation with the international banking community. Panama Papers! Hit <coughs> them where it hurts. Yeah. Uh, uh, also in December, uh, one individual was sentenced to 28 months in federal prison and ordered to pay uh, almost half a million in restitution for filing false tax returns while working as a money mule for romance scams. <laughs> uh, and then the, the one I, I, I think what I, what I really like to see, because it's the, the complex scams, they got one person for 57 months in prison. They, they failed to pay $1.35 million in taxes arising from their operation of restaurants in the Washington, D.C. area. They managed to evade taxes uh, by concealing assets and obscuring money they took from businesses by purchasing property in the name of a, of a fake entry and then putting false entry in the business entries into the business books and records to hide their personal purchases. So they were they were just skimming profits from their restaurants and and spending it on shit and then cooking the books. Well, not anymore. They they've got uh, 
almost five years in prison for that. And, and that's, that's really, to me, that's the feel good. It's not just that, that we're finally getting the money to help pay for the inf- infrastructure and social services that we need uh, from the people that can fucking afford to pay their taxes, but don't, but we're mm-hmm. seeing some real consequences like, Oh, you want to get out and paying the bill? Well, you're going to fucking prison. Cause it's, it's, it's just a fact that you can't be a successful uh, business in this country without using public utilities and things there for the public good. You use the roads, you enjoy the police protection that come and, and arrest shoplifters in your store. It's, it's just absurd that the, those with the most have been getting away with not paying for the very things that make their success possible. Yep, this is a win for civil society, for sure. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And that's why uh, it's uh, this week's Half-Cock Feel-Goods. If you've got a Half-Cock Feel-Good you'd, you'd like to have us talk about, let us know. <laughs> How about a full-cock feel-good? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you can find that on your own, I'm sure. Or, you know, look up Mike Johnson's app. Can, no, can I link to his app to see, to see what dirty shit he's watching? That, that would be the real <laughs> honest thing, right? Not that it goes to his son, but it went to, like, a public fucking board where we we could log in and be like what's he what's he watching why can't we hold them accountable <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's too accountable he doesn't want to be held too accountable just his son which let me tell you are you going to stand up to your dad like imagine imagine you are that son and and like you're 15 and the app dings and dad's looking at porn what are you going to do basically dad's <laughs> saying it's okay for you to look at porn too you're going to oh. look at porn because you know he's not going to report you right that's why it's not on his wife's right. phone that's why it's on his son's phone mm-hmm. it's mutually assured destruction <laughs> okay this is this just uh, derailed right as i was trying to wrap up that's fucking funny uh, <laughs> all right all right all right before we wrap up i do want to thank uh, monsters inc uh, when you need your child terrified to the brink thank monsters inc I wrote that myself after a few drinks. Uh, and sadly, it doesn't look like we have any time left for that one easy trick that leaves casinos mad as hell. Uh, Next I, time. I, I suspect it's not going, but we'll, we'll save that for later. <laughs> they hate that. <laughs> they hate that. I'd like to give a shout out to Science, Congeniality, and the Social Contract making society better than anarchy for many of the last thousands of years. Uh, Gentlemen, any final words or thoughts or or goodbyes today? No, have a Mm -hmm. good one. Yeah, good. Chill out, man. Happy Sunday, whatever day it is. Uh, All right, folks, have a wonderful day. If you had a good time with us, uh, you know what to do. Tell someone that needs us. Uh, You can find us over at halfcocktails.com. We're on TikTok, YouTube, Discord. Uh, if you are in a giving mood, we got the Patreon up and running. You can give us a tip there. Got it. We'll have all those links in the episode description. I just want to say thanks for stopping by and go out and be well. Now things are ending. It's time to go. No more to get through. Thanks for listening. That's our show. Ain't affectation. Oh, we're just leaving you half cocked. Half cocked. Half cocked. Had a good time talking today But even best times eventually they fade away Ain't adjuration, we're just leaving half-cocked